from Blank Face LP. Uh, you're with Julian Brano, and one of the most fated comedies of the year and uh, most popular New Zealand films in years, Hunt for the Wilder People. I think it's already gone through the Australian cinema. I'm not sure. Maybe it hasn't received a wide release yet because I can only see um, it being shown at Sundance and also in New Zealand. So maybe it hasn't got a wider release. I think it's unlimited release in America. Uh, directed by Taiki, Taiki, Taika Waititi. <laughs> I'm sure I did that justice. Who is um, very much an up-and-coming uh, New Zealand film director because... He's directing uh, Thor, the next Thor film, uh, and also he's uh, does, writing the screenplay for Moana, which is the next Disney uh, animation, and those things they chuck $200 million at. That's, uh, I think, the Samoan one, maybe? Um, anyway, it, it stars mainly Sam Neill and Julian Denison. Uh, Julian Denison's a, a delinquent, who's never had any family and been bounced from foster care to foster care. And he arrives at the start of the film in this rural setting in New Zealand. I couldn't pinpoint exactly where. I assume it was a North Island. Um, and he's welcomed to the new home, the farmstead, whilst being dropped off by this appalling woman who is from the Child Protection Agency. Uh, and she's... Um, basically as rude as can be about him and says that he's uh he's well aunt bella who's the lady that is really nice to him and picks him up is rima tiwiata and uh rachel house is a poor, uh, child welfare officer who turns up and is the uh, archetypal neo-nazi child welfare officer uh her and oscar kitely uh, a police officer uh, drop the kid off and he's very belligerent runs away all the time but the kindness of Aunt Bella wins her over. There's also someone else living on the property, and that's uh, Sam Neill as Uncle Heck. Uh, Julian Dennison plays Ricky, and they have a very standoffish relationship, and uh, Julian Dennison's Ricky runs away all the time, hilariously getting three or four metres away. <laughs> he's a very large kid as well. He's, he's, his hunger does get the better of him at times. And he barely talks, He, you know, he's surly. He's everything that you'd expect for somebody that had been bounced around foster care, uh, involved with the police a lot. But he warms to the family and everything's going swimmingly. He's in heaven. Uh, after a while, he's completely fitted into life on the farm and even the grumpy Sam Neill character has come to terms with him. They give him a dog. And then, sadly, uh, Aunt Bella just drops dead, um, which is quite a surprise when you watch the film, but it kind of necessitates knowing that uh, to even talk about it. And from what happens then is, it, basically, the kid runs away rather than, because the Child Protection Agency says, now the woman's gone from the household and she was the person that you were entrusted to. Not only are you coming back with us, but we've exhausted all foster care options, so you're basically going into juvenile detention. So he runs away and gets hopelessly lost in the wilderness. Um, and then he's found by Sam Neill, who's his expert bushman. Um, and then, unfortunately, in the process of trying to throttle the young kid for burning down his barn and, and numerous other worthy uh, abuses, uh, he breaks his uh, ankle. So he's trapped in the middle of this vast wilderness with this kid. And during that time, as the kid has vanished and the Child Protection Agency turns up, 
they believe that Sam Neill's character has basically kidnapped him and uh, everything that goes along with that. And so begins a manhunt for these two, and these two uh, basically travel the wilderness, occasionally dipping into uh, involvements with other characters along the way, whilst becoming nationally very famous uh, for what's gone on, occasionally not in good ways, such as when they think that Sam Neill is a child sex pervert, um, but sometimes heroically. Um, now, what do I think of it? It's, it's, it's a film that has definitely troubled me in critical regard more than probably any other I've reviewed this year because I want to say it's an out and out great film like most people have said um, but I think I would stop short and say that it was a really really good film the performances from Sam Neill and Julian Dennison are fantastic and spot on um, the wilderness is beautiful uh, if a little bit repetitive and the soundtrack and the uh, original score, like the use of incidental music from other artists, is, is really, really good. I'm going to play one of the best tracks they play after this. Um, but the score itself is very good as well. It's extremely funny, very quirky. That definitely got, it's definitely got that Kiwi sense of humour, and it did make me laugh out loud. And every time it tends to start dragging due to the repetitive episodic nature of the being basically going through the same scenario over and over um they throw in imaginative quirks such as uh, the pretty young married girl that appears uh, on a farmstead in the middle of nowhere and and the kid becomes besotted with with looking at her and um her dad is uh, like uh, just this knockabout kiwi maori guy who, who just wants to take selfies with them because they're famous he's these two on their escapades and have become like folk heroes, um, adventuring Ned Kelly's almost. Um, and when she rides off into the distance, you'd have to be born in the 80s to, to find this funny, but it's the best joke I've seen in the film all year. As the 13-year-old boy lo looks lovingly at this uh, uh, young teenage girl riding off uh, into the distance, uh, they start playing the old Cabaret's uh, dairy milk ad music from the 80s which is wonderful I just cracked me up and it did make me laugh often and there's another sequence uh, where what's his name I always forget his name Reese Darby from Flight of the Concords it turns up as a, a guy in the wilderness who just lives on his own and, and literally wears tinfoil hats um, there are concerns that I had with the film though uh, that stop it being a flat-out great film. Firstly, the originality. I have seen probably 50 films where there's a curmudgeonly old guy and a younger person that initially annoys them, and on their travels they come together. Um, the film the Coen brothers and John, John Wayne were in, what was it called? It came out recently. It's a very similar sort of thing. You know, they form bonds on the trail. And I've seen so many films where the, the grumpy old person ends up. I mean, this is, it is in a lot of ways like up. The kid actually looks like the kid from the Pixar animated feature up. He looks spitting image of him. Um, so that was a bit of a problem, a lack of originality for me. The other was that they don't push things as far as they could. I thought that there's, I mean, there's, there's lots of development between the main two characters, but given that they develop them so well and they're so good in those roles, I found the last sort of half hour quite deflating because it was very ordinary. 
I thought they should have gone for a quite more emotionally upsetting or challenging denouement than uh, a really crappy action sequence. Like they have this big car chase through the wilderness and there's the army involved and everything and it really reminded me of those episodes of Top Gear where they drive a reasonably priced car around a, an army shooting range and they have fake tanks following them and so on. And in, it kind of undercut it. And then the way it ended as well, I thought was it was so low risk in what it went for. Like it, it, I felt like they'd earned the right to, to have a more challenging or at least a more thoughtful, provocative end. And I would rather have seen that than really cheap action. Uh, there's some good action elsewhere in the film. There's a, 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 a like a miniature version of the bear battle from The Revenant with a, a wild boar that looks about as big as the bear in The Revenant, which is pretty well done. But then another thing, another problem I had is the two characters at the start and the aunt at the beginning and to a certain degree uh, the younger uh, Mary lass they come across on the road are all, all developed quite well but lots of the other characters are so two-dimensional given that they go through all of this about the child not having parents and what that means and Sam Neill's character didn't have any parents either he's been in and out of jail and they talk about all these things, but the child protection officer who's in the movie all the way through is so one note. You know everything about her from her first sentence. And her amateurish performance just undercut things a little bit for me. When you're lost in the woods with them, it's kind of like you're watching a classier film than when everyone's together and it seems a bit B-grade. So I did have concerns with it. I did have concerns that it wasn't original and that other than the main two, no one really got developed in any direction as a character. No one really had anything to add or to say. Um, and those things do pull it back from being great. But it's still hilarious. And, and from, a, from a visual perspective and from the perspective of going through this New Zealand wilderness and, and that kind of thing, and, and the way that they every time it's lagging, they sort of jumpstart it with a, an unusual element. Uh, it was imaginative on those sort, even if the premise was unoriginal. So I'm going to give Hunt for the Wilder People a pretty good 8 out of 10. And I said that they played a lot of really good tracks throughout it. And this one has haunted me since I heard it. This is, um, it's got a backstory actually. <laughs> 